been a while since I've done this, so it's gonna be not Sean Jeffries, so we're gonna see how we're doing. Well, uh, I was told that the slides don't work, so we're gonna do without slides tonight or today. Well, uh, good morning, everyone. I want to take this time to thank the elders and the everyone who's been supportive of me to um, do this lesson. Uh, so I think it's safe to say that we can all agree that from time to time as Christians, as we live in this world today, that Satan and the world have a way of testing our faith from time to time. And if you have your Bible, Sandy, please start with me to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, we're looking at verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 1, looking at verse 7. 1 Peter 1, verse 7. It says, So that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Here we can see that our faith is tested by fire. And what I want to try to do in this lesson with you all is to I want to look at some Bible characters whose faith was tested and see how we can learn how we too might be tested. So the first point is our faith is tested when that which is commanded seems contrary to reason. And a good example of this, if you remember Noah's story, remember Noah, he was told by God to build an ark. Flip over to the first book of the Bible, Genesis. Genesis, we'll be looking at Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6, this is talking about the ark. Genesis chapter 6, we'll be looking at verses 13 through 14. Genesis 6, 13 through 14. Chapter 6 of Genesis. It says, verse 13, Then God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. And behold... I'm about to destroy with them the earth. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms and shall cover it inside, in, inside and out with pitch. I want, to, I want to mention that this is the first rain and or flooding to come upon the earth. And I'm thinking to myself, building an ark at this time doesn't really make sense. There's no water. But we see that because of Noah's faith, his family was saved. And if you remember another story, the story of Moses, remember Moses, he was told to take a serpent by the tail. Flip one book over to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 4, we're looking at Exodus chapter 4, and we'll be looking at the first five verses. Exodus chapter 4, 1 through 5. Exodus chapter 4. Starting in verse 1, it says, then Moses said, What if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A staff. Then he said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand and grasp it by its tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand that they may believe that the Lord 
the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. I don't know about you, but to me, it doesn't really make sense to grab a snake by its tail. It just doesn't seem right. But here we see that Moses' faith allowed him to lead God's people. Another point I want to make is our faith is tested when the thing that is commanded appears to be wrong. If you remember the story of Abraham, remember Abraham was told by God to offer up his son Isaac for a burnt offering. Flip over to Hebrews chapter 11, looking at Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11, and then we'll be looking at verses 17 through 19. Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. Seventeen through nineteen, Hebrews chapter eleven, verse seventeen. It says, "By faith, that's a key word. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was he to whom it was said, In Isaac your descendants shall be called. He considered that God is able to raise people even from the dead, from which he also received him back." as a type. And let's see. Another uh, point is our faith is tested when we can see no connection between the thing that is commanded and the end result that is going to be sought. A good example of this was the children of Israel. Remember, the children of Israel, they were to march around the walls of Jericho. In the same chapter, but in verse 30, verse 30 of, chapter, of Hebrews chapter 11, it says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. Notice, I want you to notice that marching doesn't cause the walls to fall down, but the faith does. Another point is, we're to be baptized for the remission of sins. A verse that we're all familiar with, Acts 2.38 over to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It explains it in great detail. I like Peter's account in this verse. Acts 2, 38. It says, Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice that water does not wash away our sins, but faith does. Is that word again? Faith and obedience. Another point is our faith is tested when obedience, sorry, when God commands something which is contrary to our personal preference or it's not something that we want. A good example of this was Naaman's story. Remember Naaman, he was told to wash seven times in the Jordan River. Flip over with me to 2 Kings, looking at 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5, and we'll be looking at verses 10 through 11. 2 Kings 5, 10 through 11. It says, Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh will be restored to you, and you will be clean. But Naaman was furious and went away and said, Behold, I thought, 
he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. I want to point out that Naaman, he wanted a more showy process, but it was the faith that required him to dip seven times in the Jordan by God. And we see that because of the faithful act, his faith, his faithful servant, or a faithful servant, and Naaman's eventual obedience, he was healed in the end. And that shows that he had great faith in God. Another point is, our faith is tested when we're commanded to do something that seems to be hurtful to our own welfare. If you remember the story of the widow of Zarephath, remember she was commanded to give her very last meal to Elijah. Flip over with me a couple pages back to 1 Kings, looking at 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings 17. We'll be looking at verses 8 through 12. 1 Kings 17, 8 through 12. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour and a bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. I want to notice that through sacrifice and faith, she received a miracle of oil and flour so her and her son could eat for many days. Another thing I want to point out is our faith is tested when to do God's will it endangers our own personal safety. A good example of this, you know these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They... Uh, they risked their lives, they put everything they had behind them to be faithful to God. We find this in Daniel, book of Daniel, chapter 3. Look over to Daniel chapter 3, verse 6. Daniel chapter 3, verse 6. It says, But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. I want to point out that because of their faith, um, they survived the furnace, and it's amazing, not even their clothes were burned. They survived the whole thing. And that shows that they also had a large amount of faith. Another key point is our faith is tested when obeying God means turning from the religions of our religion of our fathers. And a good example would be Paul. If you remember the story of Paul, he abandoned the tradition of his fathers to follow Christ. Flip over to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 22. Acts chapter 22, we'll be looking at verses 3 through 10. Acts 22, 3 through 10. 
And I love his account on this. Acts 3 through, Acts chapter 22, 3 through 10. It says, I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated under Gamaliel, strictly according to the law of our fathers, being zealous for God, just as you are all today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and putting both men and women into prisons, as also the high priest and all the council of the elders can testify. From them, I also received letters to the brethren and started off for Damascus in order to bring even those who were there to Jerusalem as prisoners to be punished. But it happened that as I was on my way, approaching Damascus about noontime, a very bright light suddenly flashed from heaven all around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me saw the light, to be sure, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told of all that has been appointed for you to do. Here we see that Paul turned away from everything that he was taught and knew in his life, and he had a lot of faith to follow Jesus. He put everything aside and continued to follow Jesus. And eventually his faith um, led him to become the apostle that we know him to be right now. And in the New Testament, those who received the gospel, they either turned away from the Jewish religion or from their vain idols. Flip over to the book of Acts, a couple of pages back. Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. We'll be looking at verse 15. Acts 14, verse 15. It says, And saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of the same nature as you, and preach the gospel to you, that you should turn from these vain idols to a living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. Notice that their faith led them to the living God. And finally, our faith is tested when following Christ means a great financial loss. And this is something that we, we as Christians will um, have happen to us from time to time. A good example of this was the story of the rich young ruler. Remember, the rich young ruler wasn't willing to pay the price. Flip over to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, we'll be looking at verses 17 through 22. Mark 10, 17 through 22. It says, as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not commit adultery. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth up. Looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, One thing you lack, 
Go and sell all you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But at these words he was saddened, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Here we can see that his lack of faith caused him to walk away because he thought that the cost of following Christ was too great. And he didn't realize that his riches were nothing compared to the treasures that were in heaven. And so, the testing of our faith should be received with joy. And God is able to give you that joy, but first you need to have faith and be willing to put everything aside like these men did and follow the path that God's given you. Those who endure trials on Christ's behalf will receive a crown of life, Romans 6.22. And so if you have come to the point in your life where you realize that you are ready to put on Christ in baptism or if there's anything that we can do to help build up your faith, come to the front as we stand and sing.